0: Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone wow 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 huge moves rippling across the the markets uh dollar getting a massive hard on gold absolutely puking um and it's all coming after friday and this is interesting now how the markets are laid for this coming week for this trading week and it's on the back of the labor market data which we're going to go into in a moment guys just in terms of this podcast slightly different structure you notice it's just you're just listening to just my dulcet tones on this one um rory has departed the podcast he's left to Focus on his um, university, his studies. So, best of luck to the chap there on his studies. Uh, so, as I say, you're just uh, with me now. With the structure of this podcast for this one, uh, because we do, we will have a new bloke coming in soon. So, stay tuned uh, for that. He'll be introduced. Uh, it's very, very, very soon once everything's set up on our side. Now, regards to the structure of this podcast, um, what I got to do was I got the some of the members. I was going to say some of the members within a two bloke app. Okay, the community trade app. By the way, if you're not part of that, get in there now. Get in. <laughs> An app, ton of value going out. Like minded traders on a similar journey to yourself, excelling towards you know, being a successful trader and extracting money from the markets because that is our goal. Anyway, I got some of the members to send me some questions um, just for this week because it was very, very heavy um, in terms of fundamental events, economic data releases, so on and so forth. Central Bank uh, heavy on that front. We had the uh, FMC, which you're going to, we had the ECB, the Bank of England all of which I'll come to shortly. And um, then, of course, the, the NFP, which really, man, that I haven't seen the markets wrecked like that in a very, very long time in the back of NFP. NFP over the years, you know, it, it's lost, it's its oomph, if you like. But where, obviously, we're running with the narrative at the moment of, you know, what's the FMC going to do next? And they constantly saying about, you know, they're the keeping an eye on data, inflation, of course, and then labor market uh, as well because, Reason why they're looking at labor market, if the labor market's still buoyant, um, then the essentially the economy can withstand more interest rate hikes. When they start seeing the economy uh the labor market cooling, then um they can look at potentially completely taking their foot off or, or you know really slow down or halt the the rate rises, which they've been, you know, conducting very, very aggressively for the United States. Mm. So um, as I say, we'll get on to the um We'll get onto the labor market data shortly in terms of NFP. What I wanted to do, as I said, let's uh, get some questions coming in. Uh, first one was Dollar. Hey, gents. Hope you're well. Just a quick one. I was a bit confused as to why Dollar raid at the start of the week. Could you share the insight as to what happened there? I uh, appreciate you both. Okay. That was a good question because right at the start of the week, man, that w- we saw quite a chunky. Rally to the upside uh, for the dollar. I'm just going to pull it up on my screen. Um, and for those that are unaware, one of the big things to always be aware of, okay, if we're not looking at the economic calendar, um, if, we're not, uh, if we're not, if we're not, it's not an economic calendar. If it's not a market holiday, it's checking, checking. Um, where are we? Is it that time of the month, traders? Our time of the month, okay, our time of the month, and our time of the month. What do I mean by that? I'm talking about month end flows okay so when we, what are m- month end flows essentially at the end you gotta remember the market is much bigger than you and i much bigger now at the start of the way actually just on that point i i put po- po- we posted something on on the um on the instagram channel on the two blokes instagram channel um let me just get up what I, what i said what i said uh Basically, and I'll just talk you through just on that point where I just said the market is much bigger than us. Now, I'm obviously going to get to the point in a moment as to uh, that question. But firstly, the market is much bigger than you and your ego. The market can go a very long time against your trade and bias longer than you can remain solvent so what what do we mean by that at times markets will move how it moves it will move how it wants to move right as i said it's bigger than you and i it may move in one direction it just doesn't make sense technically it's like what on earth is going on here you know it's it's going gu's spiking aggressively to the upside It's, it's really not making sense on the chart at all it's not making sense fundamentally it's not making sense technically it doesn't matter the market will do what it wants to do and if you can't swallow up your ego swallow up your pride and say you've got a trade open and you're like oh no 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 i'm i'm, I'm still short gu right now despite it's just a spiked up 100 pips um you know against where i wanted and i've just keep adjusting my stop loss you keep adjusting that stop loss as i say the market will continue to move against you until you are completely insolvent my friend all right so buckle up your pl- those bad habits <laughs> it's a real a real hate of mine okay just because i've been there um in the past and it's like you know when when you're you're very early on in your trading journey and you know you're making the same damn mistakes and it's horrible it's so horrible you know um for example adjusting stop losses and then allowing your account to blow up and then you go and redeposit and you go and do the same thing again man it is actually actually insanity and it's obviously a great quote by einstein um you know essentially says that how can one expect a different outcome if they keep doing the same thing? You know it, it and the same thing you keep um, depositing, moving your stop loss, uh, blowing up your account, depositing again. You're doing the same thing. You're stuck in an awful, awful cycle. And as I as I say, I've been there before, and it's so horrible. And for me, how I eventually got myself out of that is obviously it got really bad. Um, this was obviously many, many years ago, early on in my in my career, in my de- my journey as a trader and then every time now even when I think back to it today and I could really think about it the feeling how I felt you know it, it destroyed my life in the sense of you know it, it dictated my mood you know so I'd be in a really negative uh, mind frame with my friends with my family and people can tell you know well, you've just looked at your 4 and you see red and you see oh there's pence left there's pennies you know cents left um after your account has blown up again you max margin your account's blown up and then your friends you're trying to talk to or your your family members trying to talk to you like yeah, 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 yeah. you're just not happy at all and you just don't want that you don't want that it's not good for your life so risk management my friends rm you are again this is something else that i uh, i put as a post before i just said how um at the end of the day you're a risk manager okay you are a risk manager you're not just a trader you're not a trader if you're not a risk manager is what I, what i said before okay so just keep that in your in your head as well now i went off on a massive tangent there the question was from our lovely community member was about the dollar why did the dollar initially rally at the start of the week um look it was a massive fake actually at the start of the week here look this was the start of the week so monday look dollar as soon as you know, pretty much the markets open dollar rally 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 right up until Tuesday morning. And then eventually we sold off. Now, getting on to my point, that was down to month end flows. OK, what are month end flows? You, And this is where I, I, I was up to before I went off on a massive tangent. I hope you sort, sort of found some value in what I was talking about. But month end flows, essentially, you know, hedge funds funds um portfolio managers, investment banks so on and so forth they will have portfolios okay portfolios for, for themselves portfolios for investors, so on and so forth now when a particular part of their portfolio now typically speaking a um you know a portfolio manager will have exposure in Europe, they'll have exposure in the uk, they'll have exposure in Asia uh, they'll have exposure you know so uh, you know the list goes on. And essentially, they'll have, obviously, different, like, say, as an example, they have equities in UK, equities in US, equities in Europe. And then at some point, parts of their portfolio are going to be outperforming the other. So you might get Europe outperforming UK. You might get dollar outperforming Euro, so on and so forth. Now, their books need to be balanced, okay? They want to balance their books to manage their risk. So at times, if a certain portfolio is outperformed, they will have excess of that particular currency. Then they'll want to sell that currency uh, to another currency to balance their books. I hope that makes sense. So that where they have, say, for example, dollar uh, outperformed massively, then I have excess amount of dollar returns. So then they want to get sell some of those dollars to balance the rest of their books, to be equal with the GBP, uh, the UK investments, be equal with the Euro, uh, with the Europe investments, so on and so forth. You get the point. So that's essentially then, you get all these portfolio flows, uh, coming into play, um, balancing their books, month end flows, excuse me. And at times, as you can see, as I've just explained, that is just, um, that's not technical. That's not fundamental. That's just down to their portfolio management, portfolio uh, management. Okay. So, um, Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice, at Two Blokes Trading we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across forex, crypto, stocks and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. And then you get moves that just don't make sense. Like there with the dollars. You saw it rallied, 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 rallied. Even though structure was largely to the downside. okay, Structure was to the downside. We've been selling the rallies for the dollar. Um, and that looked like it was going to sort of bre- break out structure. But as you saw, that was a fake out. We sucked back within that range and then we sold. Okay, we sold. And fundamentally as well, the narrative um, hadn't changed for the FMC. It's all about dollar selling. It's all about FMC becoming less aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um so we should sell the greenback. So just to answer your question, my friends, uh, my friend in the community, that my friend, I was going to say that <laughs> is on my own. Uh, that was just month end flows. Okay. To, just to explain that. So the dollar eventually sold. Um, okay. And a dollar sold. Let's, let's just quickly go into that now. We had the FMC rate decision. Okay. FMC rate decision on Wednesday, where we actually saw that downside from, um, On the back of that and the fmc obviously they hiked by 25 basis points which was priced in um now initially we actually had sorts we actually observed the dollar rallying because um the comments from uh, an issue with a statement from the fmc were actually not so dovish um like for example the fed repeated ongoing rate increases will be appropriate um and yeah, on ongoing increases in the target range will be appropriate. Uh so that the fact that they repeated that is like there's there's no sign of them being too less uh, not so much less aggressive in terms of their rate rise. They're still talking that ongoing rate rises will be appropriate. So that is of course is is a bit hawkish. That's a dollar positive. So dollar rallied there. Then eventually we had dollar started selling off. And it comes as Powell at the statement, he said, shifting to slower pace allows fmc to assess progress okay that's not even american accent but anyway that's what he said shifting to a slower pace allows fmc to assess progress so for me that seemed of course softening less aggressiveness continues and perhaps a nearing a pause in rate rises not completely stopping yet but nearing in my opinion which was a dollar negative and we actually saw the dollar obviously starting to come off if i just share my screen again here um guys that are just listening you just have to listen you can't see my screen uh, but we had the dollar selling off here and it just made sense and we were looking for that we hit obviously we had trade ideas um, in our premium community um, hitting targets uh, if for those that are not part of the two blokes Trade app you can obviously check that out um, in our trade alerts here you'd see um, targets being achieved there for GBP, which was nice, um, really running to the upside there. We 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 had bought from 121.10. Um, we had targets at 21.85, 22.80 and 23.90. Um, and then obviously targets as well being hit for our euro dollar. This was our second lot of, because uh, we had three, we had initial set of, of, of one, two, three targets, which were all hit for euro. When we were running from like 106 up to 109, and now look 109, 109, uh 10950 and 10985 from entries from 108.35. Um, so a decent run to the upside there before obviously running into heavy sellers on the back of the non-farm payrolls, which we'll get into in a moment. So yeah, that's that. Uh let's let's answer another question. Okay. Another question coming in on GBP. So let's listen in. Here you guys. Uh, why did GBP move higher and then sell off after the Bank of England decision? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, You would have seen actually at the rate decision, GBP rallied um, initially. So we had a rally for the pound on the back of the Bank of England rate decision. And then we started selling off quite chunky, actually. Um, It's quite a big pullback. So let's just uh, have a look here and I'll I'll get up as to why. I'll tell you why. I'm just going to, I had the comments actually within the, community obviously i always cover in the two black trading app i always cover the um any major economic event any obviously right central bank decision i digest the key comments and i decide in my opinion give my view what it means for that currency moving forward now um if we sort of i'm just going to get the comments up here going back to wednesday i'm going to find it now um because the bank of england did keep everything unchanged as expected uh excuse me they didn't keep everything changed they hiked as expected 50 base points um let's put it up here but what we we're listening out for was the comments okay the language um and here we go look so bank of england hiked as expected 50 base points the vote was seven to two of hike rates um as as expected there no no surprises now what what the thing was why gbp rallied initially because the bank of England said inflation risks are skewed significantly to the upside if inflation risks are still skewed to the upside um it means we need to continue to raise interest rates to cool inflation so you would have seen pound uh rallied initially on that so i'm just going to share my screen here So pound initially rallied um let's go to thursday where are you it's here look we can Let's put it on a five minute chart. Look, so that was that pop to the upside initially on in the Bank of England decision. And that comment, look, we rallied, okay, say about, you know, about 50, 60 pips there to the north before running into supply heading into 2400. And then the selling coming into play. Now, the fundamental selling, as I say, was then a shift, you know, from, from, from that statement initially saying that risks, inflation risk skewed to the upside. But then Bank of England's Bailey, he said um, that. Uh, where is it? He said, we're seeing the first signs that inflation has turned a corner. The GP started selling on this and it's like the governor's just acknowledging a drop in inflation, essentially. And markets may be seeing that as contradictory to the comment from the statement, as I just said, where they said inflation risk is skewed to the upside. So GBP started selling. OK, GP started selling. We have lost a lot of ground there. Now, um, uh, I do have some trade ideas for this week, uh, which I'm going to go over via the community so if you're not part of the two blocks trading community please 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 do check that out um there is obviously a ton of value um uh, in there of course i do love my digesting things fundamentally and technically coming up with some beautiful beautiful trade ideas as you as you saw there with euro dollar and gbp so i hope that answers your question on the pound we have one on euro let's listen in hey guys working with eur this week at the ecb rate decision and where is EUR going now? So, uh, well, to be honest, the ECB rate decision was a bit of non-event for me. Euro uh, had come off marginally. Obviously, we had been trading a lot higher. Um, we'd been trading. Uh, it's just, I'm just gonna pull it up here. Uh, obviously, yeah. Wow, what a big shift now in in this. I well, know we enjoyed some a nice run to the upside, but so the yeah, actual rate decision. I'm just pulling it up on my chart. Share the screen, guys. See, we can just sort of break things down there. So, at the ECB rate decision on Thursday, here, you know, we're just selling, okay, selling because they weren't—they were not too hawkish. Look, sell, 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 um, and they were just not hawkish, okay. They did as expected, hiking by fifty basis points, and I think the thing for markets—they were looking for signs that the ECB you're going to continue to hawk, uh, to hike, you know, but they didn't really. They they obviously said um, you know, more hikes, whatever, blah, blah, needed. Uh, move potentially needed, but they're going to be evaluating. It just wasn't as hawkish as what the markets wanted, essentially. So um we had some pressure coming into the downside for euro. Okay. So yeah, Lagarde says we intend to raise by 50 base points at the next meeting and then monitor the path. Uh, but that was just as as expected. You know, that was largely priced in. The markets just wanted more. They wanted the fact that You know we're still not done with our with our task of trying to counter inflation, um, and all that. But where she just said what the markets are priced in, obviously you know what happens. We sell off when when we just when when the event of something happens that's priced in by the markets, we just sell off. Okay, we reverse the move. We buy on the anticipation. We buy on the rumor. We sell on the fact. Um, we sell on the outcome, unless it's obviously out of line. So that's why euro sold off. Where do I think it's going now? Um. It's a good question. Uh, if I pull it up, let's on the monthly right now. Obviously, we've been pushing nicely to the upside for one, two, three, four, four consecutive months, and we've run into some heavy supply at this sort of at a psychological one ten areas. Just shy of one ten fifty, and now we're pulling right back. There's a lot of support. I can't stress this enough. There's a lot of demand. Um, at I'm just, let me share my screen again. Okay, there's a ton of demand from the range of one oh eight towards one. 0770. If you look here, you know, this area. Okay, a lot of demand here. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. If this doesn't hold, we break through that sort of 108, 107.70 area. This is going to make way for a chunky pullback right right down towards sort of 105. Okay. In a 105 territory towards 105.50. Right. So I'm just interested to so answer your question. I'm interested to see what happens this week. Um, I've got an idea of what I want to see, which I'm going to cover in the um as in our analysis for the week ahead for our members, um, so yeah, let, let's just see what happens with that region. But do keep that noted, right? If that does breach this week, um, what else have we had? Let's just get another question here. What's the other one? We do have another one on JPY. Let's listen in. Hey Ken, what's your uh, fundamental view on JPY? Okay, so it's a good question. Um, I haven't been asked. About a yen a little while yen okay yen there was some previously we've been strengthening a lot okay there's a period when we're strengthening in anticipation because the, there was a lot of rumors and, and sources within japanese press that um the bank of japan was going to start um easing uh their well easing their uh, away from their dovish tongues remember they've been dovish for many many years which is massive yen negative they've been trying to deal with very very low um inflation levels deflation in japan but inflation is now picking up in japan and that's why we've had this expectation this speculation that the bank of japan should start being less aggressive they should uh, in terms of their dovishness and they should start considering rate rises at some point okay because inflation's been picking up but they largely threw cold water on that and they're not going to be they're not going to be so yen is for now going to continue to weaken now, there will be some point, guys. It's the current Bank of Japan governor, Kuroda. He is extremely dovish. He's the one that, you know, helped formulate this very dovish thing where they're controlling yields, they're controlling sort of um, longer term, shorter term interest rate uh, rates uh, on bonds in Japan. So it's a very, very dovish move. So anyway, he's due to step down in April. When he steps down, um, then we, and, and if inflation continues to pick up, then expect big flows back into Japanese yen, especially if at some point this year we get a recession, because then there'll be a double, will be a double, uh, big, uh, double positive for Japanese yen on, on safe haven flows as well. But to keep an eye from sort of March time, if inflation's still rising, then markets start going to be start thinking about Corona stepping down. This ultra dovish chair, chairperson, the chief, they're going to think about him stepping down, and then there's going to be some optimism about someone else coming in. Who could be much less dovish, which would mean Japanese yen strength and markets, you know what I'm saying? They're buying yen in anticipation. And then when it actually happens, we we get some take some profits. Keep that in your head. All right. So keep that in your head. Um, I believe that's it in terms of all the questions that I had this week. Uh, so with with the rally that we saw on, just so you know, with the rally, the big rally that we saw in dollar and the sell-off that we saw in gold, it came obviously on the non farm payrolls. Now, just to round this off, I'm going to bring up Forex Factory here and just, um, just sort of go over things a little bit. Um, as I say, it was a, is a massive surprise. A lot of people were caught off guard. So average earnings stayed at zero point three percent, still good. The non-farm payrolls, hundred seventeen thousand jobs added. Unemployment rate ticked down to three point four percent. It was expected to tick up to three point six. Previous was three point five, uh, and we had a good ISM. Uh, services PMI data as well, 55.2, but yeah, expectations are 50.5, previous is 49.6. So, very good batch of US data makes way. It gives uh, it's, it's an excuse for correction for dollar, but then also correction for gold uh, because markets are now thinking, okay, the Fed is just going to continue to hike by 25 basis points until, you know, unemployment rate starts to lag or the unemployment starts to lag, labor market starts to lag, and inflation further calls. They're going to continue to expect um, hiking from the FMC, 25 base points, no no pausing yet. That's what people wanted to see. So that is it, guys. That is everything. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this one. Just just uh, listening to me. is fun. It was required a lot of energy from me. <laughs> no break. No rest for the weekend. Uh, anyway, guys, if you're not part of the Trade now, as a reminder, please do get involved uh, in the community uh, and join other like-minded individuals on a similar journey to yourself. Being successful and extracting money consistently from the market. Stay lit, stay blessed and have an amazing week. Let's get it.